Hey there, fellow Shinobi and gamers. Welcome to the Meta or Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Rico, and we're about to embark on a hilariously spooky adventure with everyone's favorite ninja brat, Boruto. As we tackle the dreaded boogeyman in Overwatch, join us to uncover the truth behind the ancient legend of the boogeyman and his secret connection to the Overwatch universe. Will our ninja skills and gamer reflexes be enough to face this spooky threat? We'll also discuss Bardo's latest ninja antics and debate which Overwatch hero we would stand the best chance against the boogeyman. From Tracer's time warping to Reinhardt's hammer swings, we'll strategize and geek out. Plus, we'll share our own boogeyman encounters and swap stories of a late night gaming session gone wrong. Get ready for laughs, scares, and plenty of ninja geekery. So sharpen your kunai, keep your flashlights handy, and join us in our podcast today. This, uh... Intro was brought to you by uh, Chat GPT. Seriously, <laughs> I was I was I was like I was like no. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't you. It didn't sound scripted. It, it didn't. But there were instances where I heard you pause, and then after a while, it came, it came off as if you were reading something. And I was just like, "What?" I was like, "So sharpen your kunas," and you're kind of. And I was like, "Man." I was like, what? I was like, not your best. <laughs> there, there there were some instances, like it says there, like, welcome to the Boruto's Boogeyman Brigade. I'm your host, Overwatch Obsessed Otaku. Like, there's some stuff in there that I'm like, no, I'm not reading that. Like, that's, I'm not going to say not, I'm not going to say something other than Meta Era Nerds. I'm not going to say I'm someone other than Rico. Like, uh, what, I, um, what question did you ask him or ask it? Well, I asked my, my, uh, my request was a funny five-sentence podcast intro about Boruto, the Boogeyman, and Overwatch. Obviously, because those are going to be some of the things we're going to discuss, like probably the big things that we're going to discuss, like in the categories that we have going on. You know, we, we kind of have our thing down when we're doing the news, our weekly recaps. We do the anime, the gaming, the TV, and movies. And those are kind of going to be the things I think that are going to... Uh, dominate like those categories with uh, what we're going to talk about today so i just threw those things in there and let me see what it gives me and, yeah uh you know it, it they talked it actually was pretty interesting that it gave us like some extra little things like who who stands the best chance against a boogeyman i never thought of something like that so that's actually pretty cool that's uh, interesting yeah so Huh. There's some cool stuff. I didn't read it all. There was more, but I, I was like, no, this is too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After a while, you usually you usually a lot more animated. A lot more animated. That's why after a while it's kind of and you started stuttering and stuff like that. And I was like, I was like, huh. This is interesting. And yeah, that, I, and then I should have what I should have done, I would have done better had I read it beforehand. Did you pull it up just right now? I just pulled it up. I said, I'm gonna try um... something, and I wrote it. And I was like, I'm not gonna read it. I'm just gonna read. I'm just gonna read whatever it tells me. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, I realized, like, nah, like some of this stuff I can't say. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, before we get started, I don't know how was your day. What have you been doing? What have you been up to? I always like to kind of just, you know, talk about the things we've been watching. I know last time you had mentioned that you just went full force and started watching all kinds of things. Um, but I know lately you've been playing a lot of Dead Island. So, uh, what have you been up to, man? No, I mean, since last time, complete 180, and I was just watching, 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 and uh, since then, I have just been playing a lot of Overwatch. I think I'm already level 50 in the Battle Pass, um, and Dead Island came out yesterday, so I 
that um it's just eating up all my free time other than that just been cleaning you know just upkeep with the house upkeep with the yard uh, you know one of the things that you don't realize is you know uh you know everybody loves to have like a a good space a big place but you know the more you have the more space you got the more you got to keep up with sometimes yeah. so it kind of is a double edged sword oh uh, so yeah that's uh that's kind of been it. I uh, had some McDonald's today. I had some nuggets. I have some leftover nuggets here. Dang. So I'll probably go hard on those after we're done. But that's that's been about it. Um, trying to think if I've watched anything. Uh, big stuff from this week was uh, the Ted Lasso episode this week was phenomenal. And, uh, of course, we're keeping up with that new anime, which uh, I'm sure we'll get into maybe a little bit uh once we start the topics, but that's about it. Like just without going into too much um, mm -hmm. for me anyway, how about you? Uh, yeah, well, I haven't done much again. I know I mentioned yesterday, I've been just playing Mega Man whenever I have a chance on my switch. I haven't really played anything on my Xbox aside from, or Xbox or PC. I've just been playing a lot of Overwatch, like Rick had mentioned, uh, Mega Man. Uh, but I did want to shout out a couple of people here. Uh, Rudy, just because Rudy messaged me, Yesterday, it was 7.35 or whatever, and he sent me a message. He goes, and he sent me a message, a picture of the our player our player profiles episode, which was, and I looked at the date when I saw it. It said May 20, what was it? May 20-something, 2022, and I was just like, oh, my God. And everybody goes, perfect stuff for a long drive, because Rudy actually listens to a lot of our stuff. So I do want to shout out Rudy there. And I was all excited. I said, oh, my God, dude, like, of all things to listen to, and you go back all the way to a whole year ago. Now, if you haven't listened to our previous podcasts, the reason to us it's such a big deal is because those were one of the first ones that we ever put out. It's already officially been a year since we actually started doing our podcast. And the fact that Rudy went all the way back to kind of listen to our player profile, which me and Rico need to do again, you know, just to kind of not update it right. But kind of now that we're more in familiar territory, we can actually be a little bit more comfortable. Not that we weren't, but, you know, uh, maybe speak a bit more. So shout out to Rudy, man. And I was just like, you know, Rudy, so we got to get you on here. I know Rudy always has a lot of fun. He always has a, has a lot to talk about. And whenever we speak, we just laugh a lot because, you know, it's just, it's always a good time. So I didn't want to shout out Rudy there. Yeah. From, from my end too, shout out to Rudy because uh, we, we don't all, we, we don't talk like too, too often. Like once every now and then we talk or uh, he'll invite me out to, to go eat or whatever when he's around. Um, but we are always exchanging uh, Instagram DMs. Whenever we find something stupid or funny, like we know each other's humor. So we're always sharing stuff. And uh, he'll text, he'll, I'll get a message like at three or four in the morning and I'm like, oh, that's really <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so. You no, know, so Rudy's always posting funny So I know every time uh, uh, Rudy, and it's always in the weird, especially when he has a work. Rudy does work, uh, you know, overnight. Sometimes he does put out big hour shifts and a lot of times, even on a group chat, you'll get a random meme at three or four in the morning and like, everybody wakes up for work and we're just like, you know, everybody likes it and stuff like that. So it's always pretty funny whenever you put something like that out. So yeah, I just want to shout out Rudy, man, because Rudy's always sending me the, like, hey, I'm listening to this, I'm listening to this. And I, I always get real giddy and I get real excited, you know, that somebody's listening. And every time somebody mentions, I know uh, Daniel, my brother, uh, listens to them. Sal listens to them. Darren, Rudy, uh, my significant other, Melanie, is always listening to them also. And, and she says, oh, I'm listening to you all at work. I should let me know. And I always, always get real happy that somebody, you know, does like listening to us speak for an hour and a half. <laughs> Um, but the other person I did want to shout out was actually my significant other, Melanie, just because she actually gave me a real funny laugh and I was telling Rico right before 
um, we got on and, you know, uh, we, we woke up, we spent the afternoon together, kind of we were driving around, going around and stuff like that. A little impromptu, you know, just shopping, went to the museum and stuff like that. But we were at a, we were at Target and it's funny because no business, right? Consider this is, this is, a, you know, a girl who's always spending time with me. I'm always speaking about this nerdy stuff. I'm always just talking about anime games, all these kind of stuff. And she says, Oh, look, it's Charizard. She goes, but it looks, he looks a little derpy looking. I look up and for all of two seconds, I'm stunned, stunned. And, and I, and I had to message Rico and I'm like, uh, uh, that's, that's Dragonite. And she goes, Oh, <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? You don't know who that is. She goes, well, who's that? I was like, I've never seen that Pokemon in my life. And I looked at, I was like, that's one of the, what, that's one of the original 150, 151 Pokemon. How do you not know who that is? Right. And she goes, it looks like a derpy version of Charizard. So I, I lost it. And I immediately had to tell Rico, whatever. And Rico, you know, just being a Pokemon guy. And I, I lost it, man. I was stunned it, because I wasn't even expecting to. Oh, it looks like derp is a derpy Charizard. But then, you know, it's like, huh? <laughs> like, uh, it's a big, for, this is a big plushie. First of all, the picture I sent Rico doesn't do it justice, but this. They were big, dude. I could tell. Yeah, dude. Big, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a big old Eevee. Like if I, if I put it down, it was at least, at least two feet, two and a half. I was like, dang, it was a big, so this is a big Dragonite. You know what I <laughs> But, <laughs> Oh, the derpy Charizard. I'm just like, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, but we had a good time and stuff like that. We, uh, you know, went to, like I said, the museum, uh, different stores, went to Barnes and Noble and stuff like that. Just, just enjoy each other's company and stuff. But yeah, that was, I, I lost it. I was cracking up in Target super loud. I had to shut, I had to shut up because, you know, no business laughing that loud. But other than that, like I said, that's been my day, been my weekend. Work's been, <laughs> work has been something. I, we do tests this week. I know some other school districts have already tested so if you're one of those guys one of those teachers one of those people who've already tested hey congratulations awesome testing already out of the way we got five more weeks of school left four more weeks of school left we're almost there for all my teachers out there uh so just hang in there hang in there there's another shout out for you guys there because i'm burnt out man and i'm just well i'm running on fumes i'm pushing through and i'm like let's go let's go let's go and you know it's and I, I've been telling Rico, like, I, I'm tired, I'm sleepy. I, I try to get a good night's rest. That's because I usually sleep real late, but I've been sleeping by midnight. You know, which midnight, wake up at seven, I do run in the morning, seven hours solid. Wake up exhausted. And I said, I drive, I'm driving to work and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sleepy. Which, you know, what is it? November, December, January, February, I was sleeping at two in the morning, waking up at 6 30 to go for a run. Yeah, I feel good. I wasn't as burnt out, whatever. Now I'm, I'm feeling it. So, uh, kudos to all your all your teachers out there, your students, uh, those students who are listening, and you know, I mean, keep it up, man. We're almost we're almost at the finish line, so yeah, that's about it for me, man. But we can go ahead and get started. I go ahead and pass it over to you. See what we got. Yeah, I was gonna start us off with anime, just because it's kind of one of those periods where like anime, there's not too much news because we have an event coming up. Uh, I think you said it was next month, the Mappa event, right? Yes, Mappa 2023 in May, May 21st. I think that's what I saw. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I, that's I think what you, what, what I remember you saying. Uh, and I did see that like yesterday or day before that somebody said this is coming, and I'm like, oh, it's no wonder that there's not too much news right now. It's kind of one of those times where we're waiting on the big event, and we have so many anime just popping off. I know, uh, what is it called? This I don't want Oshi no Oshinoko. Oh, I know Oshinoko has kind of like broken all the records for high dive. It's like their most watched like premiere ever and stuff like that. 
you know, even though it has mediocre music and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> just, just to point out, I, I've been, I've been on this train. I've been going to YouTube, listen to a song. Cause I think the opening is amazing. I've been bumping to it. It's already at 30 million views in eight, nine days. Uh, just for some, for some uh, comparison, I think the one with the most, it's not even unravel. I think it's attack on Titan, if I'm not mistaken, closer to 60, 70 million. And obviously that's been out for a while. So, you know, and ocean Oak was barely on its second episode. And I, and I was just today, I was on, I was listening to music and I, I was going for the drive and I was like, let me, let me see. I always browse and go to the top 100 global. And I started from the top and I just kind of listen and see what's out there. Lo and behold, I hear the song and I'm like, Oh, what the hell is, I was like, why is the song on, right? I look at the I look at the top 100 low what's number seven. I texted I texted Rico Mass. I look at this mid song here, number seven globally, and Rico's like, huh, not even top five. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I've I've been about it, and like Rico had mentioned, you know, just the it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh just to backtrack a bit, and you said mop a stage. it's it is, I just double checked May 21st, 2023, and we should be expecting uh villain saga. Alice to Teresu, which is actually one of the ones that looks very, very interesting. Um, I have I know nothing about it, but they do they did release uh what like, like a one shot poster of it, so it looks fascinating. Anything with, like dark, just the art with dark and dark colors and contrast stuff looks very, very good. Hell's Paradise has kicked off already, and it's already in episode four. It's raving the violence. I know some people with the censorship and stuff like that when it comes to like the nudity because Hell's Paradise does have that natural thing. So um expect Hell's Paradise to be mentioned over at the Mappa stage. And we have Jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw Man, Attack on Titan Final Season, and you know, whatever else Mappa's gonna, you know, have to up our sleeves and stuff like that. But yeah, a lot of crazy stuff, a lot of good stuff. Can't wait. I know some of these have already popped off as far as some of the news. I know Jujutsu Kaisen was blowing up. Um, won't say why, but if you're a Jujutsu Kaisen reader, I'm sure you, you know, if you know, you know, something's popped off. Um, but yeah, aside from that, like we got mentioned, Oshinoko, he calls it mid. Anything but. If you haven't checked that out, it's brand episode two, breaking all kinds of records. Amazing, amazing, amazing. But you can continue. Um. <laughs> I think with that of Oshinoko, uh, I mean, just to clarify, it, it's amazing. It, it, the show is amazing. Uh, the only, the only issue with the show is that the app that it's on needs some work. Yeah, and I've always uh, uh, said that. Yeah, and you, and this is my first time experiencing. It. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, and I remember, I remember, Marcus has always said they need it. Like if they're gonna. If they hope to be something, they need to put some work into it. They need to work on it. It's clunky. It's this. It's that. And man, I had a hard time that first night <laughs> watching. Uh, I did. I did let Rico my high dive and I says watch it. Right, and Rico said okay, cool. And I've mentioned it before with the high dive app, which again, I'm super glad that Oshinoko is getting the publicity it is because you can only watch it on high dive. Stuff like this, something like this, gonna blow up. High dive is going to get better right so i hope it starts with that abysmal app and i'm glad rico shares in my you know have you tried searching something on bro, high dive buddy? <laughs> not, bro not even like that first night i had to manually since you had already watched it i had to manually rewind <laughs> the episode dude you had to go in and you had to put one two three four five six and then it goes like times 12 and it doesn't even go fast it's like six twelve 18, 24, 30, 36. <laughs> Dude, I was losing my mind. I was losing my mind. Uh, and then I and then I get into the like I, I get through the intro of the show and the app crashes. I was like, man, <laughs> it sucks. Uh, 
but no i mean the anime itself has been amazing the music was good uh marcus and i had that you know kind of have that running joke about the the intro because he hyped it up so much but by the time i got to that song another song had already stole my heart within the show within like the the context of of the episode so, which is fair which is fair we, we, I could, and marcus went back and listened to it and said oh you know what this is pretty good and then yesterday or no, day before actually, I list I re-listened to the to the opening and I was like, you know what? Like I didn't give it a fair shot. Like it actually is really good. And uh now that the second episode has come out, watching it like with the full opening video context, everything, like it is like very good. And it, I think that actually does it more justice. Yeah. And like Rico mentioned, um the opening can actually be found already on YouTube, the short one. Uh, and I mentioned the short one because the one that has 30 million views is the three minute. There's a whole song in it. Yasuobi, Yasubi, Yasubi um, has released a video prior, way, way, way back. Whereas now they've just released the minute and a half version. So expect it to just blow up. The I even thought the ending was solid by Queen B. It's the one who does uh, do 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 do. Um, so give them both a listen to even the ending side. I know the endings aren't always as hyped up as the opening, but the ending was amazing. And I actually went back to listen to that also. And just in case you're not familiar with Oshinoko, uh, this is the same author who writes uh, Kaguya-sama Love is War. Uh, that is the best. It, it, it's an amazing manga anime within itself. You're talking top 10, top 15, top 20, whatever you want to put it. It's up there, uh, but it's probably the best romantic comedy. Number one, hands down, you know, that's what that's, you know the author we're we're working with some of the uh, some of the other things that I kind of went back because Rico and I had a conversation. He's just like, and you, you can, I can tell Rico was kind of like trying to get me a, like, don't read it, don't read it, don't read it. Like I, I you know, I was like, fine, because uh, we wanted something to talk about, kind of get into it. I said, you know what, fine, I won't, I won't read it because I was already, I, I couldn't, I was already getting ready to go and see where this story was going, where it was headed. <laughs> and and Rico says, no man, like come on, just it's come out Wednesday, something to look forward to. And I was like, I guess, fine. So I took it upon myself. He's, you know what? Let me go read everything else that this author has put out. <laughs> and so I did start. I did start with his first one because he does have, aside from Kaguya-sama and Oshinoko, he does have two more. Which one is called Ib or Ib Instant Bullet, and the other one is Sayonara Piano Sonata. He has written both of those and Sayonara Piano Sonatas, which is released like in 2011, 2012. Um, it's already complete, and so is Instant Bullet, and he released that one about two or three years later. So there is a progression if you're a fan of the of the of the author and the series. So check it out if you if you haven't seen Oshinoko or if you haven't seen Kaguya-sama Love Is War. I've talked about that one in the past. Check him out if you want something to read. You can go check check out his past stuff. Uh, but this opening here, I'm telling you right now, it's you heard it here first. It's gonna win whenever the Crunchyroll Awards come out, regardless of what comes out later on. This one's more likely going to win just because the share of popularity, the polls. This one's just owning everything, just, you know, whatever's put out. That's because it's it's going toe-to-toe with the likes of Demon Slayer, and Demon Slayer is peak, you know what I mean? So, yeah, great I was stuff, gonna, man. I was going to say, the only things I think that would threaten it would maybe be Jujutsu, just because of popularity, too, or if they have some crazy opening, or... um Attack on Titan. If Attack on Attack on Titan always has really good music, yeah. I would still I would still say, especially because it's this is so different. I would hope that this would win, but uh, those would be the ones I would keep my eye on. Yeah, uh, to, to kind of threaten more, more so Attack on Titan because man, they don't they really don't mess with their music. 
Yeah, and, and to be fair, Demon Slayer is opening this man on a mission, and uh, it's what's her? I forgot the girl's name. It's I forgot her name, but man on a mission's featured in it, and it's, it that was an amazing opening too. You know, chills, all that good stuff. But not to say, not to say you know, this opening with Oshinoko man is it's good stuff. So can't wait to see man. We're, we're, we've been spoiled already with anime for the last few years, man. So they gotta keep it coming. Yeah, and I mean, just to throw one more uh, log in the in this in the fire of this anime, Marcus is watching this week to week, and that says something about like <laughs> the show. Uh, and, and it's tough. And, and, he, man. and he 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 hasn't read the whole manga just because I said like, "Come on, man, please, please." Uh, I said, <laughs> "I said, what else is good about Wednesdays?" <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Ten last on Ushinoka, That's all we got." And because I'm the first one, man, I, I've done it with it, but just about everything. Uh, it happened with Blue Lock, and I, I watched the first three episodes, I read it. Um, Aoashi, first three episodes, I read it. Uh, happened with just everything recently that I've watched, I've just read it because I've got to know what I got to know the story. I need to know how the story is going to go, how it's going to finish. I just have to know. And a lot of times, anime has not been able to just, hey, you watch it week to week. Spy Family. You know, it happened where it, I was on episode 16 and I was like, you know what? Let me wait. Let me wait and finish. I started looking at a little bit of the manga, which was dangerous. And I stopped. I stopped myself on that one too and went back, you know, watched it and stuff. And it's it's tough, man. I'm always a, I'm always just going to read because I do enjoy stories. I've always said that. And I just want to know what happens. I don't give a damn. I just got to know what happens. Yeah. I'm guessing you haven't watched any of the stuff out right now other than than the that show, like right? like i had mentioned this was the sh- i remember i've been watching one piece it's all i've been watching i'm on episode okay. 360 something i've been taking thriller bark slow because enos lobby and uh water seven oh, man that was enos lobby was amazing i went through that arc fast i loved enos lobby and thriller and thriller bark right now it's just you know it's it's good but it's not enos lobby you know what i'm saying and i slowed down quite a bit uh, I did break my One Piece rule for Oshinoko because I was hell bent on not missing the popularity that I was the popularity that it was going off of. But again, I, I don't mind just because I get to binge watch a lot of the things that are out there. I've been I've been talking about Hell's Paradise a lot. The manga was excellent, and you know the anime again some things you know that it took away, but nonetheless it still makes it good. There's Mashal that, that Rico's actually watched that the manga is also supposed to be really good. So there's a lot of things that I haven't seen. But it's okay because that means I get to binge watch them. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was kind of getting at. Like I'm guessing you're not watching because they're not done yet. Yeah, and and which worked because I had to rationalize to be. Cause remember, I was I was watching fifteen, sixteen anime at a time, finishing some here, finishing some later, reading yeah. some, catching up. No, you know what I mean? Like like that. No, but that's what I was doing, and it got it got to the point where I was just like, dang, you know, I, no, I need a, I, I it got like. I was waiting on a lot of things and it became kind of almost like a chore. And I didn't like waiting week to week, especially, you know, to watch, oh, I was watching 15 of them. And it's like, oh, I have to watch them all every day. And I have to watch them that before the next week comes where now it's like, I had to rationalize it. You know what? I can watch one piece and watch as much as I can, let everything build up and finish. And I can binge watch everything. I, I realized through the whole, the last year that I rather, and I really enjoy binge watching. So, um, I am waiting week to week on this one. Um, Still watching One Piece. These are the only two that I'm watching currently. And that's because I did drop some. I'm going to go back and finish them. I should have finished them initially, right? But I did drop a few that I will go back and finish because they were good. But I really want to hold you know, down what I'm doing here. So, yeah, my little anime binge experience. 
Yeah, I think I'm behind on I'm I'm missing one of the mashup episodes. Uh Demon Slayer, I'm up to date. Uh Demon Slayer, I've actually been tempted to start reading because uh I'm I'm gonna hold out until at least halfway through the season, but thus far for me, like it I don't know. I'm just not I guess uh season two ended on or, or the entertainment district arc ended on such a high, like to restart again is hard. And episode one was very promising in some of the stuff that it showed. And this second episode was kind of just like, yeah, like Yeah, build up. Yeah. If, so if I, if I'm, I had I, to I'm I'm it, it's going slow and I, I can see that. And I just uh it's getting overshadowed for me. With Masho and with uh, with uh, this one Oshinoko, so mm-hmm. I am like, okay, this this need, they need to step up, they need to they need to pick it up, baby. If yeah. not, I'm gonna I'm gonna be tempted to read it because uh, since very early on in the anime, I uh, when when they first introduced the Hashira, like there were some that I was like, no, I like that one and I like that one, and it was uh, Kocho and it was uh, what's his name. Guillaume. 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 So I'm just, I'm like, I need to know like what his deal is. Oh yeah. Right away, I'm like, dude, that 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 guy's the man. Like I can just tell by his aura. Like, you you think you he looks like he ain't shit, but he's one of those characters that like when he gets serious, like he's agarrate. He's the strongest one. I, I, I he's the strongest one. I've always felt Rico was gonna really like him as oh you know we all had a joke oh if i had to be one who would it be and i said rico would be that guy because he's just something else but uh i w- if there was one arc and not to say not to knock or say anything you know uh like that but if there's one if they had a weakest arc this in between here before it moves on to the next one would probably be probably be it because it, this one's more of a as far as action this is more of a story content story stuff going on here you're going to be uh finding out a lot of things here and you know i know in the past it's just been some a visual treat so uh yeah man i'm probably getting a little something something okay so yeah i'm I'm just gonna give it a little bit longer maybe i'll even wait a couple episodes and do the binge thing and kind of just uh most of the time what i do is i'll i'll start to watch all the cool stuff and you know something just hits with you right like and you're mm. like, like right away like for wednesdays i know i'm gonna watch this this uh oshinoko show and i'm gonna watch ted like everything else, like when I watch it, I watch it. But those two things, like I'm watching day yeah. one for sure. Yeah. Um. But I, I think that's about it. Like, uh, I'm I'm also excited to watch. Uh, I mentioned that gaming is kind of taking over everything for me right now in my free time. But uh, I'm really excited to watch Hell's Paradise and Blue Lock are probably at the top of my list. Oh, dude. What I'm gonna go to next? Blue Lock, uh, man. Each chapter just gives me chills. <laughs> Gotta watch that one. Leave it to us to have like two topics in anime and like we talk for like 30 minutes of course of course <laughs> they don't. hey i can talk about this all day i know i, know. I, always, I always let you kind of helm the thing and stuff like that but uh every time it's something that i want to i just chime in and i won't shut the hell up <laughs> yeah but i mean to be fair anime has been very good right now it's oh yeah very, oh yeah very good right now and even, though there's, said, even though there's not a lot of news like it's it's good it's it, it's one of those like peak anime times right now yeah it's crazy I'm, because jujutsu isn't out right now. Uh, Attack on Titan is kind of MIA right now. You know, it's coming soon, but we we still it, it's crazy because it's so good right now. And that's I haven't really heard anything about Doctor Stone, but Doctor Stone started up again. Too, oh right? yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Doctor Stone has it's already on season three, and Doctor Stone has been one hell of a story, like a tight story. Knows exactly what it's trying to do. 
And that one's going to finish soon. Um, so just be ready. Uh, I know we've been talking about anime since, what, the winter of the winter 2022 season? No, I'm sorry, the fall of 2022 season. We we had talked about that season for a long time because that's where they kind of gave us Chainsaw Man and Spy Family were released the earlier on in that, in that time period. So we've been going strong on anime and this content that has just been put out already for almost a year. So And we're only going to get some amazing stuff later on, man. So strap in, strap in. All right, uh, I will have to uh, jump over to TV and movies, I guess. I guess. Uh, but I'm going to start off with uh, three trailers that we got this week. Um, first of which, uh, The Boogeyman. I talked a little bit about The Boogeyman uh, at, the, at the beginning. And man, I knew this uh, trailer was coming, but when I saw it, I was like, whoa, this looks like a freaky movie. And I'm so in, like I'm down. Did you get to watch it? I did it, and I saw a little bit. I'll go through some of the pieces right now. So I'm kind of watching it right now. It's Stephen King, right? Yes. It's Stephen King. And this is called Boogeyman, correct? Yes, Boogeyman. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. I don't know if... And I know sometimes I'll watch them, and Rick was like, oh, you know, live action. Or no, what is it? Live, live reaction or something like that, so... Yeah, and it uh, it's going to be coming out June 2nd in theaters. Uh, and you know, it, it's just, it, it looks creepy. It looks real creepy. And I, I'm all about that kind of stuff. So it's the producers of stranger things too. So yeah, what's the premise here that she's, she sees boogeyman. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> the thing crawling on the, on the sky, on the ceiling. Now keep in mind that when it comes, I, when it comes to horror, like I'm just big time, baby. That's because Evil Dead Rises just came out, and I'm that's probably my, one of my favorite horror franchises. Considering I don't watch much horror, but Evil Dead Rises, can't wait, can't wait. So now that I'm watching this, I'm kind of like, dang. And so the, the door just opened. What the hell is that? <laughs> oh, I went under her bed. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Like it looks creepy. So like I'm so down for this. Uh, the other one that goes hand in hand with this one is we got the new trailer for the next Insidious movie. It's going to be called Insidious the Red Door. If you are up to date with like the Insidious movies, you know what the Red Door is alluding to, and you know that it connects kind of the two worlds that we get in the Insidious uh, franchise. And I'll just uh, you know talk about a little couple of these things while, while Marcus is still watching over there, if he is. But uh, it's kind of going to go back to connect some of the things. They, they kind of, in the last two movies, kind of connected everything already, but it seems like they're going to go further down that... Uh, down that rabbit hole of the universe and how it all works and everything. Uh, and if you watch that trailer, you'll see some familiar faces from past movies and stuff like that. So it's pretty exciting if you're into those, uh, that series. Um, the last one, the last trailer is we got one for HBO Max's new series, uh, called the idol. It's going to be starring Sam Levinston and the weekend. And it's going to be coming HBO on June 4th. Now this, it's from the, I, I believe it's from the makers of Euphoria. Uh, and it gives very big time, like 90s uh, pop star vibes. Like, I feel like it's an ode to like Britney Spears and how she went from like the super innocent, sweet, like pop idol to like, she just became like drowned, like in controversy and stuff like that. And craziness it looks like it's gonna be really good i'm really excited actually when i saw this and then that uh 
the weekend is going to be in here too. Actually, was exciting. I'm sure it's going to have some some cool music, and uh, I'm excited to see him act. I don't think I've I don't think I've seen him in anything before. I don't know if he, what he's been in. I think he has been in some other stuff, but I haven't seen him in any in that well, acting capacity yet. The weekend. Oh, the weekend. Yeah, no, they're LA. Um, I finished watching a trailer for Boogeyman. Uh, you had mentioned Insidious, and who the hell? And again, I've seen. Which ones are part of the Insidious universe? Part one, two, three, and there was another one spinoff, or what was it? No, those I, the Insidiouses are their own thing, I, I believe. The there's other ones because there's that universe, but then there's also the Conjuring universe, which is okay. different. The Who's the Conjuring the... universe is the one that has more, like a lot of extra stuff. La Llorona, it has Annabelle, it has uh, the Nun. Some extra. Th- that's the one that kind of has more. And you seen the Red Door trailer? Yes. So it's connecting. Obviously, it's a little boy from when he was little. Um, mm-hmm. We're we're introduced to the, what's his name? Not in his name, but um, the scary character, the <laughs> um, the Darth Maul character from the OG from Part oh, One. I, I, even though I hate it, I think they call him the lipstick face demon or something like that. Is what they like oh, really? call him. Yeah, what a lot of people call him. I, even though I hate that nickname. Because I, I mean, I would rather also call him Darth. I, I, I don't call him Darth Maul, but <laughs> yeah, that's who he reminds me of. That, that's <laughs> that's, that's who he reminds me of too. But uh, he makes an he makes an appearance, and I talked about. You see some characters like from the old, from some of the older films. I, I don't recognize the guy in the beginning, the one where he's looking through the windows or whatever, or the door, and then there's he's, someone. He's new. He's new. Okay, I said. If it, it seems like he's probably gonna be with the way he's featured, it seems like he might be the main big bad in this one. Uh, but there is a lot of connection in in some of these last movies that we've gotten. Uh, so this is just gonna that's, expand. That's what on, I was thinking on, of. On, 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 this is just gonna expand on the Red Door. Did you ever? Did you watch this last? Did you watch the? Have you seen them all? I've seen part one, two, and three. I've never seen that. Um. It, 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 I was thinking of one. It wasn't a spinoff. It was a lady, the old lady. Oh, she had a spinoff. Yeah, she. They made a prequel about her. A prequel. I've never seen that one. That's why I've never seen. Yeah, they made a prequel about her, which was like the final key or something like that. Is what it's yeah. it called. And in that one, they kind of tie together that the 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 idea behind the red door is the red doors are what separates. It's like the gate between the further, which is in the series, like where the ghosts live, yeah, or the entities live, and where like the human world, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and at the end of that movie, when they're walking around, like when she's when they're trying to save each other, it's it's mostly about Elise and her family. When they're trying to save each other and they're in their struggle, they are going through doors, and they are opening and closing the doors, and they leave one open. And that door that they leave open ultimately is the is the door that the Darth Maul demon goes through to get Dalton in movie one. Okay. So they kind of make that go full circle. So yeah. I imagine with this, we're gonna learn more about the red doors, maybe a different story. Obviously, it's gonna be in the future as we see the father, we see Dalton now grown up. He's I think he's going off to college now. We do see uh what's her name? Rose Brin is gonna be coming back as well. So I'm happy. But they're getting that cast back together. Mm-hmm. We are going to see Elise in some capacity as well, as you see her in the trailer, and some of the old, uh, de- at least the the demon from part one that I recognized. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then of course Idol, 
uh, you know, that one is just going to be a little different. But uh, I'm a big fan of Euphoria, and I'm a big, I'm, I'm excited. I'm actually really excited. I didn't know this was the thing. And when I saw that trailer, like, it kind of was like, okay, I'm in. <clears throat> Some other quick little announcements. Uh, the final season of Better Call Saul is now on Netflix. Uh, I know there's a lot of big fandom for breaking the Breaking Bad uh, universe and stuff like that, but I've heard from several people that uh, Better Call Saul is just as good, if not better, than Breaking Bad. To a lot of people, you know, of course, people have different opinions, but uh, I've heard the, I've heard it from a lot of people that say you got to watch it all, you got to check it out, and a lot of people hype up that last season. So uh, it's now complete. You can binge it all on Netflix. Uh, Galaxy Quest, which is funny because I, I remember when it was that Marcus and I talked about this. Uh, it, it was in the last couple months about Galaxy Quest and the movie and I don't know what. And I've always felt that I don't want to go back and watch it because like I enjoyed it when I was a kid. But it's one of those movies where I do not want to go back and watch it because I, I don't want it to be one of those movies where I go back and it was like, oh, man, this is bad. But it isn't. <laughs> I hope not, but I don't want it. I just don't want that experience. Because you know what you know what movie broke my heart like that eight crazy nights, and I know you're gonna like say like nah dude you're you're dumb you're crazy like that movie <laughs> like that. but but when I went back and watched it I just I was like dude I'm not like I'm not enjoying this movie like I ended up turning it off. I mean to be I quoted that movie a lot when I was little I still remember a lot of the uh, lines from eight crazy nights I still remember a few of the lines from Galaxy Quest but I remember enjoying it because I mean it's it's not a parody but they do go into that realm of where. You know, you have Sojourney Weaver, and everybody knows she's like alien. You know what I mean? And then you have these other goofy-looking Star Trek characters. You know what I mean? They go off into space, and you know this guy who's an actor, but then he's not an actor, and people think, "Oh, but you're the real deal." And you know, they, they which is Tim Allen's character, so they're kind of playing all these things, right? Never give up, never surrender, and yeah, honestly, it's a, uh, it's. I think you'd be pleasantly surprised. Even Sam Rockwell's character is freaking hilarious, dude. Like, you'd be pleasantly surprised, I think. It's not Eight Crazy Nights, man. And I get you. Eight Crazy Nights, even from the get-go, started off as horrendous. You know, I just remember watching it growing up and laughing because some of the scenes were pretty funny. But uh, obviously, the material and the things and the way they go over it, the presentation is obviously going to be... Com- and I remember, now that I'm older, I know it was complete crap. I know it's complete. Just shit. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, and, and to be fair, there's still things that I think are super hilarious too from that movie. But just as a movie, like now, like <laughs> yeah. putting it all together, and it's happened to me multiple times. Aladdin Part Two. I remember when I was little, I loved Aladdin Part Two. I had a movie night with my sister one time, and we watched it, and we both just looked at each other like, "Let's watch something else." <laughs> was it the return? Was it the Return of Jafar? The Return of Jafar. Yeah, I remember that one being bad. I liked King of Thieves. Yeah, better King, than King of Things is still very good. But I remember that one. Before, been, uh, yeah, I get you. I always remember it being the third best, but the you know I, I remember liking it as a kid. So it, it happened with multiple things. Uh, the one that was always immune to me, the one person that I like couldn't that would never disappoint me. Like when looking back with nostalgia, the only person was Jim Carrey. Like I go back and watch his movies, and they're I, they still brilliant. Like, Brilliant, they, dude. They still make me laugh so hard, man. Dumb and Whether dumber, liar, 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 the mask. Ventura, Ace the mask. Yeah, dude. Like, I, that guy dude. always cracks me up. And what's funny is my mother has never liked Jim Carrey. Like, since I was a kid, she always said, I, that guy, like, he just overdoes it. And I'm like, yeah, that's what makes it awesome. <laughs> Thank you, know. Dude, straight up, 
Jim Carrey, his move, those those nineties Jim Carrey movies hold up beautifully. Liar, liar, dumb and dumber, the mask, Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura Part One is probably the one that least holds up. That's because many people consider consider Ace Ventura to be complete crap, right? You know what I mean? And fine, you know what? I'll give those people that. But the mask, dumb and dumber, and liar, liar, peak. And then you have the Truman Show. No nah, shit. Jim Carrey's amazing, and his work is still amazing. So yeah, right on. Uh, another couple of little announcements. We had uh, James Gunn says uh, we are in early pre-production for uh, Superman Legacy, which I guess is going to be the next big thing in the the DCU. Uh, I guess that's what's going to kind of like kick it off now that he's in charge. Uh, we also have a Knuckles spinoff series uh, has begun filming. So I mean, we're, we're going to keep that going. Going back to Superman, did they say that was Blue Beetle the, officially the first movie of the DC Universe? Is of it? his DC Universe? Oh, okay, okay. So then, so the the only thing is, this is the first thing that I see that they're working on from scratch James since Gunn. he's been in charge. But there might he might have already had input on other things that were already happening because uh, Blue Beetle is already had to have already been worked on. But you're right, I guess. Uh, he has to have some input on those kinds of things. Uh-huh. The, I, I guess that will be the first uh, gun DCU universe uh, film. Oh, yeah, we'll see. So, uh, I don't know. I guess just also because this is Superman, you know, like of the DCU, like Superman, yeah. Batman, Wonder Woman are the ones. So, <clears throat> uh, we'll see what kind of direction they're going to go, especially now that uh, Henry Cavill is out and they're going to choose to go a different direction. Let's see. I mean, they're going to have to do something big mm-hmm. with. Uh, them kind of making that change. Uh, we do have that that uh, knuckle spinoff begun filming. Uh, filming for Mortal Kombat Two is uh, set to be starting in June. Uh, the part one was I, I thought it was pretty awesome. You know, uh, for what it was, it made me laugh. There was some cool action scenes. Uh, you know, it was it was a Mortal Kombat movie. You know, so uh, let's see what they're gonna do with part two. Um, Craig Mazin says that they plan to do The Last of Us not just for one more season. So, you know, hinting at that there's going to there're going to be multiple uh seasons, I guess now. I'm uh, again, I'm not familiar with The Last of Us story. Um so Marcus would know more about uh, how much of how much uh, they went through in terms of like season 1 and uh Last of Us part 1. Uh, to be if fair, kinda, if, if it was kind of like one for one for the for the most part you were correct in the assumption that season one was kind of a little rush, but again, you're you're dealing with a story, and I've always joked around with people that you know the game kind of paces the story, fills the story in with world lore, world pieces, you know, such as diaries and stuff like that, and you're able to kind of find that complete story that the game has to offer. Or this one, you're dealing with, you know, what add, added pieces, added episodes, added information. Uh, you're taking pieces of the world from the game that were. Uh, assumed and transform and giving them live and, and giving them that that on-screen treatment. When I saw this, when Ruka posted it, he says it's to do the Last of Us not just for one more season. We should be around for a while. I'm not sure if that means that again when they take the Last of Us Part Two, they're going to roll with that and maybe stretch it, fill in some of those boxes, which probably might be the case. And but you know, uh, Drunkman has even said that they have no plans on even uh, changing anything that made Part Two very polarizing. Um, but if they're going to go that route with the success of one, expect them to actually maybe give us two seasons 
of The Last of Us Part 1, draw it out a little bit more, add those side stories, because, again, you're dealing with a lot more complex characters in The Last of Us Part 2, and that is not even to say that, hey, between, honestly, and because I saw this, I thought of something else. Don't be surprised if if PlayStation does something this year, such as like a state of play or something like that, that we get some sort of teaser for The Last of Us 3, which has been heavily, which has been speculated anyways. Uh, but in what direction we go into, because we're not really sure yet, I wouldn't doubt if we get some information on The Last of Us Part 3 sometime this summer. Uh, <laughs> that's just a guess. Again, I haven't seen it anywhere. I just see people talk about, oh, Last of Us 3, but... If because of this and because of that, when you're kind of putting two things together, if it's going to be around for a while and you're going to stretch part Last of Us Part Two on on screen for two seasons, Last of Us Part Three, let's say they tease it now, maybe it might come out late 2024, early 2025. By then, we're barely going to get the Last of Us Season Two, so it it makes sense. It all makes sense time yeah. time wise. So that's, that's my a, that's a fair that that's a very fair that's a very fair guess right there uh, that they you know with the with the popularity of the show, with another show coming out, you know, I know they're remastering the uh, the games also coming to PC and stuff like that. So a new audience kind of getting into these games and stuff like that. Uh, and one thing I do know, even though I don't know much about the games, I do know that in part two, we kind of follow two different POVs instead of just yes. one. So there is storytelling story like to be done from more than just one perspective. So maybe that's also why they're going to try and stretch it out and not rush. Uh, and I mean, more storytelling is always not always good, but most of the time, like I, I see it as pretty favorable. You know, I, I, I've enjoyed it like that too. So I, I'm okay with that. If, if they're going to stretch it out and make it a little bit better. Yeah. Fill in the, fill in the holes a little bit. Yeah. Uh, very last thing I have here, which is another good one. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto says that there's no doubt that there will be more Nintendo movies. No surprise, right? Yeah. Uh, Super Mario 2, Donkey Kong will probably be next, more than likely. Legend of Zelda, somewhere down the line. But if I had to guess, Donkey Kong would be my next one. Um, I think so, too. Yeah. I, I know people are Zelda and Zelda because it's the second... Or it's you know it's on it's up there with Mario as far as popularity, but they they already have the characters. They they already introduced Donkey Kong. It'd be a very easy way to bring him to the screen, and then then jump get it started again with Zelda. We already have Pikachu out there. We have Sonic. So guys, this is it. Super Smash Brothers universe is upon us. Cinematic universe, get ready. We're gonna get Samus. We're gonna get Ness. It's happening. It's happening. No, I'm, I'm joking. It's not. But Donkey Kong probably next. Hey, dude, that would be awesome. To be Wait, we already have some characters, man. We already have characters. That would, that would honestly be awesome. <laughs> we have we have Diddy Kong, Donkey Kong, Mario, Peach. Uh, it, it'd be easy. Rosie's are throwing Daisy. Rosalina's gonna be there. We have Sonic. Or Shadow's gonna be there. Yeah, yeah, no, Tails. Rosalina, no, Rosalina, no. I'm I'm just saying Bowser. We have Bowser. We have um. What's uh? What is it? We have Pikachu. We have Jigglypuff. We have Pokemon train. It's happening, dude. It's already yeah, here. Just, just wait. Yet. Just wait until they make a Kirby movie and everybody gets cleared by Meta Knight. That's it. Meta, because Meta Knight broken. Meta Knight was broken when when the last one dropped out. I mean, Ultimate dropped. So FYI. Yeah. So. But yeah, we'll that'd see. be my guess. We'll see. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think that's a that's the perfect one for them to like go off to and then maybe expand to Luigi, a story with Luigi. Oh, Luigi's Mansion, dude. That would be, would be another amazing. Good one. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been so successful. I still haven't seen it. 
I know what happens, but I still haven't seen it. But I need to go watch it. Hey, I think my nephew went and saw it today. Four hundred uh, million, four hundred million in the box office. It's 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 something. It's something. I'm glad when this run, when their run is over, dude. Uh, uh, well, how much? I think it's four hundred mil. What was it? Four hundred mil globally or dom- or mess domestically? Uh, so I, and again, uh, whether I'm dumb or not, I apologize. I just don't want to give false information or um, not your fault. What is it? Say something. Okay, so four hundred domestically, and it it is at wait. What's it with the remaster monster? Just at eight hundred and sixty-six million globally. So it's almost it's gonna break that one billion mark globally soon, which is nuts. For you know, That's awesome, man. Yeah, so yeah, we know how those those billion dollar movies roll, man. That's awesome, and they did it with Chris Pratt as Mario, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh man, that, that's good. I'm I'm really glad. I need to get out there. I need to get off my ass and go out and watch it. <clears throat> You'll enjoy it. Uh, last off, we'll close out with gaming. Uh, I did mention that I've been playing a lot of Dead Island. Dead Island Two is now out. It dropped on the twenty first, which was yesterday. So uh, you know, if you're a Dead Island fan, if you're a fan of the uh, zombie genre at all, and you know, hack and slash guns, kind of just going ham on these zombies. Uh, there is a little bit of a class system where you get perks and stuff like that based on the character you play. There's also a card system in which uh, different characters get different cards that they're able to equip, uh, whether it's like stunning zombies, whether it's you get more toughness when you're, you know, survivability, be able to survive longer, have more health. Uh, there is a sneaking class where you do more damage when you're behind zombies. There's a class where you isolate zombies and you do more damage when it's a 1v1. Uh, so there's a lot of different ways to play this. Uh, I, you know, and not just me, Marcus has that same uh, curse in uh, the way we play games that we kind of want to have to do everything and get everything and have every weapon and open every box and pick every yeah. lock and do all this. So uh, I have gotten through, I think, maybe... 20% of the story thus far but it's crazy because it's actually not an open world game but you wouldn't know that uh by the way like the game is played once you get a little further into the game you realize oh okay like I get how they're doing this or whatever but it it's a lot of fun it really is uh so you know if you're again if you're a fan check it out uh, so we have uh, three other things that we're going to cover. Two of them, uh, I'll get through them quickly. There was a story going around about a hacker that recently, uh, I think, uh, got out of jail and has to pay 20 to 30% of his salary to Nintendo for the rest of his life. Uh, I think this was, what, what was it this guy was doing? This I guy... read it, but, but I don't remember now. What was it? Well, he first of all, his name was Bowser. I know that was a thing. Oh um, yes. Yeah. Uh, this was this was a few years ago, or he what went in and started like, what was he doing with the with the websites and with the with the hardware firmware? He was doing some crazy stuff. Obviously, crazy stuff only a only a hacker would be able to kind of get in there and get away with. You know what I mean? Uh, I could, I don't even want to try. Giving he, you how the story went down. He he originally created mod chips and hacking tools for various consoles. They are also the masterminds behind the Nintendo Switch custom firmware SXOX, which allows users to play pirated games. So basically, he he hacked the switches so that they could play. You could play whatever you wanted. 
<laughs> That's nuts. Yeah, so... Yeah, I know that was always it's crazy that that's always been a real big thing in like the the uh like aftermarket reselling and stuff like that of uh of switches. Like I know there was people always ask like uh when I see online when I was looking for a switch for my nephew and stuff like that, people would say like, "Oh, it's a Gen 1 switch or what gen switch is it? What security update does it have?" Because like this was such a big deal uh in the community. People would always ask for those like first generation switches because there's some something in its security like it was more vulnerable for you to be able to hack it and get stuff for free mm -hmm. uh so i guess this guy probably had to be one of those people involved if he if this was the most prominent software but that's pretty crazy that they own 20 to 30 percent of everything he makes for the rest of his life dude that's crazy too <laughs> that's that's insane bro like that's crazy but uh, yeah, I mean that just goes to show you don't mess with Nintendo, baby. Yeah, man. Uh, one other thing I'll throw I'll throw in here before we kind of move on to the last few things. I noticed that I saw this on uh, the Nintendo Switch subreddit the other day. Xenoblade Chronicles Three, uh, Future Redeemed. Is this a DLC, Marcus? I I didn't know if this was something new. If this was something that I just hadn't seen before. Uh, uh, this is the uh, the fourth. The store, the fourth story. What's it called? Um, the fourth wave of the Xenoblade Three DLC. Yes. There we the go. The story related right. content. Okay. Okay. So, so the next, uh, the next wave is going to be coming on the twenty fifth, which is in a few days. Yes. Okay. So, I, but you know, just uh, I, I didn't really know what that was. I kind of didn't really look into it. I just saw Xenoblade Chronicles coming soon. I was like, okay, uh, this has to be something. So, there it is. Uh, last few things we have uh, Diablo 4 will offer one last chance to play free before launch. Uh, join the server slam from May 12th to the 14th. I have been since we played those like two days or that day, it, was, it wasn't even two days, it was like a day, right? Of Diablo, yeah. Uh, I've been itching for it bad. Like, I started, I downloaded Diablo 3 and had been playing it up until like I got into Overwatch again, so uh. Yeah, I kind of have stopped playing Diablo. I don't have that itch anymore, and I'm waiting because I, I'm gonna I'm gonna grind the hell out of it this time mm. and get my money's worth. I kind of that way. I know I know you feel some type of way about progress not carrying over, but for me, it's more of a thing of like I want to know what character I like uh, because that's the one I'm gonna play, mm. uh, or, or I'll know which one to play on launch. I'll know which selection to make. So uh, I'm excited that they're going to do it one more time. Uh, any thoughts on that? I mean, I know when we played, it was me, you, and Andrew. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. The thing is, is that I'm usually a creature of habit. I know what I, know what I like. I know what my play style is. I, it's usually the same thing. I'm very, like, I, I already know Rico always favors, like, the tanky, big guy. Like, you know, I, that's Rico. Where I'm going to go with the small, fast, you know, DPS type of dude. Um, so it's real funny. So in this case, I played Necromancer in Diablo 3. You know, just DPS, going to throw all kinds of crazy shit at you and just, you know, damage, damage, you know, just hit to hell with, um, you know, my health. You know what I mean? And I, I kind of went the same route and stuff like that in terms of this. But usually that's the way I play, you know, one or two play styles where it's um, just a mob of just NPCs that help you out or it's just, you know, the agility, quick, fast dps damage type thing so 
uh, every time something like this comes out, it's, or like RPGs or any type of that, it's I, I know exactly what I'm looking for. It's just, it just takes me time. I know my big curse is custom uh, character uh, customization. So as long as they keep it to a minimum, I should be all right. <laughs> yeah, I think for Diablo three, the character I mained was the actually the witch doctor. Yes, uh, I remember. And, and then the monk, the monk after that. But uh, neither one of those is in the game this time. So. I, thus far, I've enjoyed the Barbarian, and I've enjoyed the the Assassin, which is kind of like the Agile, get in and yeah. out, do a lot of damage guy. So I, I liked those two characters. Uh, I played a little bit of the Mage. I didn't really play Necromancer too much. I know those were said to be like the OP characters during this last beta. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if those get a nerf. I know they said the druid was probably the one that the druid and the barbarian. I think they said were the ones that were lacking the most. Uh, I think in particular the druid needed some big changes. So it'll be interesting to see like what changes they make in terms of numbers and stuff like that uh, going forward, mm. and whether or not they open up like more uh, more stuff this time, dungeons and stuff like that. So we'll see. Uh, last thing, we got a a big update for life weaver for overwatch 2 the you know our our uh, character for season 4 our new support uh some big changes to his kit i know a lot of people have been complaining about everything kind of feels clunky and stuff like that um they made some changes to his ammo they uh they changed his secondary fire now to his offensive ability which is thorn volley uh they buffed tree of life's health uh, a little bit. They also buffed uh, the the pulse healing that the Tree of Life. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Tree of Life is his ultimate ability. Uh, and they actually removed his passive, which was Parting Gift, which is when he died, he dropped uh, kind of uh, essentially a health pack that was able to be picked up by either team. Uh, a lot of people were saying... Uh, one of the biggest gripes a lot of people have with this character is that he he's so big. And as a support, that hurts <laughs> a lot because you're going to be, you know, those Genjis, those Tracers, those Reapers, those Widowmakers that are going to say like, oh, like easy pickings, right? Uh, in particular, I know a lot of people said that Genjis and Tracers were bullying this guy like crazy because they would dive him and he was so huge that he just could not do anything against him. And then when he dies, he drops health and they pick it up. Like that it was kind of like just this crazy thing that just wasn't working out. <laughs> yeah. so, so they got rid of that along with changing like some of the stuff in his uh, kit. Um. Again, I talked about the Thorn Volley. The pedal platform is now going to be moved to Ability 1. Uh, they're going to switch it with Dash. Um, and Dash is now going to be a double jump ability, which it has like a little bit of a healing thing, kind of like Baptiste's uh, little uh, burst heal. So, yeah, nothing too crazy. Some of the numbers got adjusted a little bit. Uh, but I, it kind of remains to be seen if he's going to be you know, viable and competitive, I think, what, next week? Next week. It's usually two weeks until mm -hmm. they're out. But uh, I think, I believe those are going live on Tuesday. So, you know, we'll be we'll be getting a little bit of a change there. So let's see how it plays out with him. 
Uh, we also did get a little bit of a developer update yesterday with uh, Alec Dawson. He he went on a live stream on Twitch with, uh, if you're familiar at all with uh, Overwatch uh, content creators, you'll know CarQ. CarQ puts out a lot of really good uh, informative videos about patches, changes, ideas, uh, all kinds of cool stuff, informative stuff and fun stuff. Uh, and another uh, content creator by the name of Eva Languin, I know... I know of her because, uh, you know, she's a really good support player. Uh, and I've seen her in tournaments and stuff like that. I know she plays a lot of Ana, Kiriko. And uh, it, it was cool that both of them were support players this time around. Uh, they talked a little bit about uh, the changes to Life Weaver and stuff like that. But then some of the interesting stuff is after they went into that, they talked a little bit about some of the stuff going forward. Uh, and I'm glad that Marcus was actually able to watch some of this. Uh, before we got on here, they talked about the three big ones, I think, are Roadhog, Sombra, and May. Uh, that, you know, we're expecting some big changes for them going forward. Roadhog kind of is a little out of place uh, when it comes to being like a... When you're a solo tank and your team kind of relies on you a little bit more to kind of lead the charge and, you know, support them and kind of have their backs, you know, lead them and stuff like that. So... Uh, Roadhog kind of was having a tough time existing here, so it, I think his his transformation is gonna have to be the biggest. I think. Uh, do you have any idea what they could do to Roadhog? I know we've saw, we've seen some iterations with the some of the what were they called? The, the experimentals. Like, just, yeah, the experimentals. Where that's what I was gonna bring up. Yeah. Okay, so you think uh, we'll do something like that? Do you think there's another some other? Well. You had mentioned, right, Ryan, we talked again, we talked about this right before. Rico had mentioned that Roadhog is probably one of the, one of the very few heroes, right? I'm in tanks, I'm sorry. If not the only tank with just solo, right? Would you call him like a big giant solo DPS? Because Roadhog essentially does, I mean, how, how does Roadhog support the overall team composition, right? Um, I know Rico even mentioned that the developers had said that he has an ability that is very selfish. Meaning his whole his healing his healing uh um what's it called his healing uh, ability uh what is it called a breather the breather. a breather his breather and I still remember that experimental it was a while back where Roadhog had a AOE on his breather if you were within Roadhog's vicinity people would get health and I I don't think that that's any outside the realm of the possibility now where you have people like Junker Queen with a shout that gives people more health or more more to the health bar the green the green damage and a speed boost but roadhog just has a breather you know what i mean and take away and roadhog's breather gives him how much hp 300 yeah something something along the lines and junker queen's shout yeah how much does junker queen shout give it's not a lot i know it's it's not a lot not 300 right but if you're going to go into that realm and give people true hp back to their armor or something like that, that would be something that'd be very interesting. You know what I mean? Now, granted, yeah, if, Hogs... if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, Hogs was not hit the, the AOE that he got was not simply just like a little bit of health. It was a little bit of health. It wasn't a lot of health, but the yeah. thing that was stacked on top of that was it was damage reduction as well. When they yeah. were standing like in the pool of like, it was kind of like a little cloud. On the floor that you which would see. and when you were in there you would get damage reduction which roadhog does get when he's taking a breather 
and, and and if it's not something for your team, maybe it can be something for the other, the uh, the the enemy team. Since Rohag is that guy that hooks, and maybe you can play off a hook, play off a hook, breather, give yourself health. Maybe not three hundred, maybe someone else, but a toxic cloud or poison damage over time instead would actually be another realm that they might want to kind of go into. You know what I mean? It, it, it Rohag makes sense. He's a big guy pig looking thing uh he if he has like a toxic cloud or a healing cloud that kind of follows him when he breathes when, when he does his breather that that would be something that kind of goes into his hook you hook him and since his hook doesn't it, it doesn't one shot kill anymore you hook yeah. you bring him in you pop your breather or whatever and if, again the only thing is it kind of goes two and two and you don't want one to be you don't want to use two abilities for one kill but at least something in the, in, along those lines that's going to um provide some sort of um debuff you know even if the hook maybe it's a poison hook right poison hook debuff bang uh bring him in and this guy over time he doesn't get away he's gonna die um that wouldn't be something that totally crazy or totally far off for for roadhog just because if you don't want him to be a selfish tank or a or have selfish abilities something like that cloud they experimented with and obviously if they experimented with again this is a while back how long ago was it experimental it must have at least been ago. yeah eight eight months maybe to a year ago it's it's something that they're probably working with, so I think that would be a step in the next direction. If it's if it's not a cloud, some sort of cloud like his breather, maybe some sort of so maybe something with his hook, something with his hook. That's because uh, I just don't think they would do away with his hook because he's you know that's that's a hell of an ability, right? Deep deep positioning, especially when you have a character like Life Weaver who is repositioning. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it makes sense. Uh, it, it makes sense uh, for two reasons because you mentioned it the that kind of it it's good for my team but it's bad for the other team kind of like uh damage reduction for my team but it poisons the other team kind of thing goes hand in hand with the hook like you're you're spot on there you you pull them in and even though your hook is no longer really a lethal ability if your team is with you in your cloud you're enabling them to be able to kill this character that you just brought in. Exactly, enabling. There you go. You know, you're enabling your team, which is, that's what Roadhog needs more of. Uh, and the other thing is that I believe around that time too, we got the Zarya experimental where she was able to use bubbles however she wanted, which ultimately made it into Overwatch 2. She's able to use her bubbles however she wants. It's not just one for team, one for me. You know what I mean? So mm. it would make sense that the, that's probably where they're, where they're gonna start. Uh, but I mean, we'll see. But Hog Hog definitely needs some some he needs something. Yeah, he needs he needs a little something to kind of put him into viability outside of like uh, going for uh, DPS env or kill. environmentals, going for environmentals. Yeah, that's true. really so. Um, Sombra up next. Uh, the quote here is that she's going to be a bit more lethal, but that's going to be coming with some other things and drawbacks to some of her escapability. So she'll be a little bit more in line with like a DPS hero-ish, but possibly drawbacks. Her escapability to me says, uh, what is it called? Her, her invisibility, yeah, oh. her invisibility and her translocator. Translocator. Probably, probably both in some respect, because I know one of the big changes has been that Sombra can be invisible all the time now. Yeah, which I don't know. Like it, it doesn't really seem like it's worked out. Yeah, and then I, I, I'm gonna have to agree. I was watching uh several ones. It wasn't just Carq and uh, who was the other one that did it? 
uh, it's called Player Watch, I think, is the other one I kind of see on, on YouTube. And a lot of the things that Overwatch does, and they have no problem doing it, you know, and they shouldn't, right? It's kind of borrowed, see what other people are doing, especially mo- other MOBAs, other um, mass multiplayer, uh, other um, online type games. And one of the things that I mentioned about Sombra, his guess, not mine, his guess, was it Player Watch? I'm pretty sure it was. Was giving something which, again, would be kind of cool because I don't think it kind of does it for anybody else. Um, if Sombra gets behind en- enemy lines, you can increase damage based off the character's positioning. If they have no idea that Sombra is behind them, if you shoot them in the back, increase damage. And that's one of the things that you're rewarding the Sombra player for doing is flanking correctly, obviously. Now, if I know that the Sombra is coming and they're going to shoot me straight up in my in my face, the damage isn't going to be as much. It's if, uh, it's flank damage, you know what I mean? Um, that was when I said, yeah, you know, that's a pretty good idea. The thing with Sombra is when she hacks, she already gets that increased damage. So her hack is going to do what for me exactly? In this case, it I've always felt when I played Sombra that her hack was kind of underwhelming. In and compared to what her when she first came back into Overwatch two, right? Her hack what did it wasn't the the in excess to the abilities. It was how much damage her gun was doing to hacked enemies. In this case, her gun doesn't kill enemies as quickly because her HP she, she's she's not very strong. She takes a hit pretty quickly, and when she when she hacks you. I'm gonna get the hell out of there because my hack is my my abilities are only stunned for about a second, and she's probably not gonna kill me in that second, especially when I'm a tank. And I'm I'm thinking in a kind of a tank perspective. So, how do you reward like you want Sombra to feel like she's doing her job instead of just being a little cockroach? You know what I mean? Like where, yeah. Well, what about Wrecking Ball? Well, Wrecking Ball, his his whole gimmick is again repositioning the other team getting teams off high ground uh what's the what's the word uh where you're kind of annoying them or um disruption disruption disrupting 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 but he has a health for it he can take and disrupt the hell as much as he wants especially with the abilities that he has sombra doesn't have that ability sombra's sombra doesn't disrupt she's more of like a little a little fly you she needs to be she needs to feel more like than a fly you know or than a mosquito that's just there you can slap the shit no she needs to feel like something because usually when people run sombra that i've seen lately has been oh the bastions and the turrets let me just go just let me go uh disrupt this thing real quick for two seconds or let me just make sure they get out of turret mode and then get the hell out of there but you know I, I, I would like for Sombra to feel a little bit more lethal, and I'm glad they're kind of going to that right. I, I want her to get some kills. I want her to feel like a DPS. So I think that'd be a good change. I'm kind of going forward to see what, see what they're what they're working on her for. Yeah, the thing is, with with a character like Sombra, there are certain heroes that I always say these heroes cannot be too strong because of the way in which they would ruin or they ruin the game for other people which are those like assassin, dive, get in and out type characters, you know, the Sombras, the Tracers, the Winstons, the Doomfists, the Divas, like they can't be too strong because mm. you there's a Zen on the other team. Okay, I'm going to dive him. I'm getting out of there. Boom. We're up, we're up, uh, you know, five to four now. Uh, so this is one of those characters where if they are going to pivot to more lethal, more of a DPS. I'm doing damage. They, re- I feel like she really has to take a hit in the in the whole stealth thing, because that's 
it's it's scary because we have already seen a version of Sombra when on launch she was essentially like Tracer, but she could be invisible. Yeah, it was it, it was it was scary. Like it was you would bully people as long as you did it right, you know. Yeah. And the big thing with Sombra is that she's still okay if you use her the right way. You know, you have a Winston, you have a Zenyatta. You say, okay, I'm on this person, and it happened to me the other day. I had a Sombra on my team. I was as soon as I saw them pick Sombra. I said, okay, I'm going Winston. And every time I see her about to hack somebody, I dive, she hacks, she puts a couple shots in, I zap them, I put up my bubble, and then I jump back to my team. Okay, exactly what I just uh, outlined right now, we're up five to six. I mean, uh, five to four. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess they kind of want to go away from, you know, some of the some of the sombras that kind of just go invisible the whole game and just hack 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 and then by the end of the game they haven't really done anything or mm. they kind of try and be that tracer where she's not really that character anymore because she's gotten a couple of nerfs uh you know like you mentioned her hack is not what it used to be it's not as oppressive anymore but then it had to be that way because they chose to go with her being able to stay invisible through yeah. the hack so uh, let's see what they what they end up doing. Sombra has always been a character that I really like, but she's tough. You know, you have to really be communicating with your team and stuff like that. I've had some really fun games with Sombra. I remember uh, it's been a while now, but I remember we had a game. Wh- which what uh, what map was it? The one where I where I uh, like to play Sigma. Uh, we were playing against uh, a Farah, and I remember at the very end of the game, she tried to ult us, and I hacked her out of it. It felt so good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I hope she gets uh, she gets a little bit of love and maybe a little bit of adjustment so that mm-hmm. she can play a little bit more with the team, uh, you know, overall, for those people that don't like to, like, be in comms all the time and stuff like that, because that's kind of what uh, determines her success like as of right now. Yeah. Uh, the last big one we'll go to is uh, May. Which, honestly, right now, with Ramacher being as good as he is and Reinhardt still being pretty pretty good and popular, I really don't think May needs that big of a change. But it seems like they're going to choose to uh, make a little bit of an adjustment to her primary fire where she's going to s- slow people down a little bit. I think they I, said that it's going to build, uh, build a little bit over time. I've always felt like her primary fire has always been in a weird spot. Her secondary fire is good. Her, and we always know May, her wall. Yes, May, her wall. And that's... But I don't want to be her wall to be the only reason I pick May. Like, I, I'm not saying let's go back to freeze because being from... <laughs> I love doing it to people. I hate it when they did it to me. But uh, just in, in the realm of how much she slows or, you know, what's going to build over time, it seems like they're going to give May some sort of what, I guess... <laughs> ability to slow people down just a little bit more i'm kind of very curious to what what that primary change to her, her fire is going to be is it going to do so even if it's like freeze freeze damage or something like oh if they're frozen they take more damage from from may uh from her icicle or something that'd be kind of a cool little skill thing um if because if, again the reason i'm bringing up all these like buffs and debuffs type thing is because that seemed to be the new realm that they were going to go into rather than crowd control. If I'm able to, with May, if I'm, instead of freezing them, give them, give them, a, I don't want to cut it freeze, but give them a frostbite 
frostbite, they go off. And hey, if, if that, that, because they have frostbite, they get, uh, you know, the 1.25 damage more from um, some sort of attacks or uh, for me from attacking them or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, it doesn't be freeze. Scary. <laughs> huh? That sounds scary. Well, no, and again, it's just because as compared to when, when they were being frozen, I would just pop them in the head and that was it. Obviously, something like frostbite to a tank would be would be would sound ridiculous, right? But something like frostbite doesn't apply to other characters. Mainly, maybe to mainly to just a main. Where if I hit them with an icicle, they take a little bit more damage or something along those lines. It becomes a skill, a skill thing more so for me. I've always felt her primary has always been a weird spot since Overwatch Two because that whole slow business. I've never like I I see the whole slow thing. I just don't see especially for a character like that if my play, if my team is not going to focus his personal slow like as a mantra where i'm slowing their their guys from retreating i can throw that pretty far and i st- i put it behind them so that way when if they want to retreat they're going to be they're going to be slowing down you know what i mean uh who's the other i think does doom have the slow still or no no, they they took they that got, off. Like they took that off a while back. You see, so Ramatra is the only one with that slow mechanic, but it's different because Ramatra does have that small AOE, and you can position it or throw it wherever the hell you want. Where May, it's oh, the slow is only if I'm right in your face within, you know, a meter or so or something like that. You know what I mean? With like in my in my general vicinity. That's because I have to lock on. I, I've just always felt her primary has been in a very weird spot, very weird place. So I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do with with the, where like what exactly they mean with that. And again, it was just an idea, especially since they're going with the whole um, elements and debuffs and buffs type thing or something. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, what, what I, I, I think I think I would be okay with people getting a, some kind of debuff, but the thing is, like with uh, a damage buff, like I I I don't think we should be doing or like no, maybe not a damage buff, maybe like a, a healing debuff or. Um, they're hurt, but maybe the healer, um, instead of healing them, you know, like if Mercy were to heal them 100%, if they have Frostbite for like three seconds and there's a Mercy, you drop that healing to 50% or the heal slower over time because they're frozen. You know what I mean? Uh, not necessarily as a damage buff, but maybe more so the healing thing. Maybe the healers have to focus on a little bit more or, or something like that, you know, or maybe they uh, shoot ammo a little bit. They, they fire a little bit slower. You know, something like, it doesn't have to be a damage thing, but obviously something that's going to impede their... Yeah, maybe maybe a slower reload or something like that would make something sense. like that. Yeah, and, and that would be cool. I, I, just, I think I, I just feel like because people people don't you don't realize it, but her primary fire does a hundred damage per second. Like that, that is a lot. So I think if they were gonna add something significant, they would have to get rid of a lot of that damage and which, make it more of a utility thing rather than like which I'm okay with because her icicle. I think her icicle. I think is. What I find myself using more so because it, it travels fast and it gets good damage regardless, you know. And I'm not saying, oh, her high school should become her fire primary, no. But if, if they want to reduce her damage, uh, her reduce her primary, by, by all means, reduce it. But it would be cool to see something that's going to impede the player who I get frostbite to. Maybe not in damage, but like you said, maybe a slower reload, maybe slower healing. Um, something like that would be, I, I think would be pretty pretty cool and pretty fun for me especially since her kit right now is a utility kit anyways just because she's one of the few heroes with an ability that that allows for positioning uh, her ice wall you know what i mean um so you might as well just keep her in that category in that realm 
Yeah, she's just one of those characters that a lot of people have PTSD with because she dominated Overwatch one. Oh, uh, that frozen so ability was because <laughs> you know she was a she was a demon, and I remember it was one of those characters where even me, like I would I would be having a bad night, and I would say like you know what to hell with this, I'm gonna play May, and I'm just gonna wall off everybody and freeze people, and we're gonna win. And more than like more more often than not, it would happen. You know, wall you wall somebody off. All of a sudden, they can't get heals. Insecure, They're frozen. Yeah. They get pinned by Ryan. Reapers in their face. They get anteed. Like, it, it was just, it, it was too much. And I'm just afraid to go back there because I think, I think May is okay, but you have to play her. I think she's in a good place, actually. But you have to play her the right way in terms of being able to survive. You know, she can self-heal. The wall, man, like, I'll never shut up about the wall being the, one of the most ridiculous things ever. But uh, especially right now that Rush is so popular with Ramatra being so strong, like I thought, like I said earlier, uh, it's 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 scary. That's crazy because her walls had a lot of uh, a lot of um, nerfs over the time, and I still th- and even to me, like when I see a May wall, I still think it has a lot. Like people, or you could just shoot one column and go through, and people tend to kind of freak out or whatever. And a lot of just, people give up yeah they give up automatically when i when i don't know if they realize hey just shoot the damn thing like yeah it's gonna take maybe two seconds i was like but you can go through it now it's it, it's 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 easily you i think it takes like one column yeah. yeah you go through one column and it's easily destroyed you could destroy it rather or at least quicker than what we saw over in overwatch one shoot even if they debuff that wall a little bit more I, I would be totally okay with it again because it takes as and, uh, and every time we see it anytime there's a good may wall we're on you in half a second. And I think anything a, a more than a whole a second where that wall can't be destroyed, like that, you know, usually when a tank is walled off, they're dead. You know what I mean? And it's still to that point. And it's still there, regardless of how much health that, that wall has. You know what I mean? Yeah, and there's certain maps, especially those that have like one central choke point that like push maps. You see, you see a May on the other team. And you're like, God, like push maps. I, I think push maps are just I, I and strangely enough, I don't see a lot of May. I haven't seen a lot of Mays until just recently on push maps. But if you're a May who has great wall positioning skills, when it comes to because in push maps, there's one singular air place where this damn uh robot can go and everybody's just meeting in one central location, you can wall off <laughs> you, you you can wall off a character pretty easily because everybody's right there in the line of sight trying to check control of this robot you know what i mean yeah yeah so i mean we'll see i i just hope they don't go too crazy with her i i think she could use a little bit of love but i don't think too much no i think they should bring back her frozen ability to me me, i think to you err on the side of this demon yeah no i think they should just give her back her feasibility 300 hp turn her into a tank what are they waiting for what are they waiting for I I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't <laughs> mind her be changed, uh, being changed to a tank. If she, she would make a great, if, if they go utility kit, she'd make a great tank. Yeah. So why not? Uh, the other the other ones that they mentioned, uh, just very shortly was uh, Mora. They talked about giving her some kind of change. Uh, she did get. Uh, they did add a fade now to her coalescence in this last patch, which was nothing big. Uh, they said that they're testing some different things to see if things land, but that Mora right now is not really at the top of their list in terms of changes. Uh, they did hint at some of the things that they've talked about. One of them was like in the exper- in this last experimental where Mora was able to stop her orbs 
uh, after she threw them, she could stop them in place. Uh, they also talked about, I think, one where if somebody gets hit by Mora's orb, she can see where they're at. I don't know if that, I don't remember if they said that it was just her or the whole team. Similar to like how you can see a Sombra when you can see people like that are, that Sombra uh, has like below 50% health or something like that. Mm. Uh, so they talked about that, but uh, they kind of said like nothing really has hit yet. They also talked about uh, very shortly about Genji and Widow and performance wise, uh, you know, it they're they're two very hard characters because both of them can be extremely oppressive if the char- if the if the person with the character is good at those heroes, right? But also they can be complete doo doo. Also, <laughs> that person is not good with those characters. Yeah. So, uh, and I mean, we we get this all the time. I know specifically lately we've run into a lot of Widowmakers. Some of them were complete dookie and others like, man, even me as the tank, some of the games I was like, dude, this this Widow, like I'm scared of her. And that's because I have 500 health. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they just mentioned that they're going to monitor performance see where they can change them to where they're not too powerful so that some people, uh, you know, feel a little bit better without them being too good. I I mean, I don't know. I'm just glad that that's not my problem because it's, it's a complicated one. And if it was, if it was me, I would have Genji and Widow nerfed into the ground because they're not really characters I play, but uh, you know, there's people that love those characters. So, I mean, yeah, you should burn in hell. All of you. Uh, Then the team, they discussed uh, in terms of Widow, uh, they said one of the big things that they're considering is placing more cover in maps where Widow like dominates. I know Junkertown is one of the big ones. Yeah, with uh, big open spaces. Yeah, with the big open spaces that they'll kind of just uh, add a little bit more cover where people can play. You know, I know supports, uh, especially like uh, since I've been playing a lot of support, I'm like always, okay, I, I there's a Widow out there, I'm not peeking. And I try to tell my my teammates, like, look at where I am. Like, I have to play here. If not, I'm going to get headshot. So, yeah, we'll just, uh, we'll see. But uh, Dead Island 2, man, it's the real deal. <laughs> Dead Island 2, man, got to throw it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, also, man, I've been, uh, I know I let you know, I was really excited the other day. I was kind of just sitting there, kind of like, oh, I don't really feel like playing Overwatch. I've been playing Overwatch today already like i don't really want to play right now i don't really feel like watching anything and i kind of just sunk into my chair and i was like dude pokemon blue i started playing it on the on the old school uh, game boy color and i just got to the first town so i didn't play i haven't played too much but just because like i was i was uh sitting in my chair it got dark and i was annoyed because i couldn't see anything warm light dude yeah no i actually have a little lamp here that i brought in so i need to set up that lamp over there by my chair and uh whenever i'm gonna play it like i can just turn on the lamp but what about the quality of life and what the aspect what about the exp what about rico what are you doing there's better games out there nah dude but when there are no doubt but (laughs) when it's when it's the one that started it all like it just it's so nice dude Oh yeah, they just agree. We've always appreciated the simplicity of what games once were. Yeah. So yeah, that and then uh the only other thing I've been doing is I every now and then I I log in and I uh put in like a round or two of Gunfire Reborn. I cleared I was able to Remember I told you I was struggling real bad? 
Uh, that's gone, baby. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been clearing a couple runs with the with that uh, fire character, the fox. Yeah, OP fox. Yeah, just Kitsune Rush, everybody. I'm gonna. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you mentioned that you've been playing uh, Mega Man. Yes. Uh, have have you and Cornelio set a date? When is, the, when is when is the pay per view going down? We have not. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think he's I think he started out play, playing. He's playing part one. I played part one and two on my DS a while back, so I just jump as to get right into part three. So I am currently about six hours into part three or so, and uh, yeah, I'm just waiting to finish this one because a lot of people do feel that part three was the peak of the series. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm just not sure which one Correnio is going to want to play and stick with. Because, um, I, I, again, I don't know how the online system works just yet. I've been seeing a couple of videos online as far as how it's working. Again, it's, it's going to be more so from game to game. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'll probably look into that in a bit. Uh, maybe until he gets to part three or so, then we'll kind of go through it. But we'll see. I'll let you, uh, of course, I'll, I'll let everybody know. Yeah, you know, for, those, for those of you all that, don't, that aren't familiar with it, uh, you know, these, these two guys grew up playing Mega Man and, uh, for, for some reason or another, Brown Yeti, uh, Cornelio, AKA Brown Yeti always had, uh, Marcus's number and he would uh-huh. always whoop his butt and whoop his ass and <laughs> Marcus claims that it's not true or ah, but I mean, I- I've never known Cornelio to be anything but factual. So, uh, you know, Marcus is coming, <laughs> coming for revenge. <laughs> He's been training, reading the forums, knows all the code, Game Shark, everything. So I'm coming, baby. I'm coming. <laughs> uh, how about Advance Wars? I know Advance Wars came out. Also, did have you touched that at all? Or are you pretty much <laughs> honestly? <that>? I <laughs> and I'm trying not to, man. But I pick up games and I have a big old backlog. And Advance Wars is actually one of those games I've always wanted to get back into, just because I I remember playing Part One. I don't remember Part One more so than days of ruin days of ruin is the one that came out for the ds i do have well since the collection came out there's events wars events wars 2 dual strike was it dual strike there's another one there's one more that i have not um got my hands on but i, I think there's only four that ever came out days of ruin was the one that lasted that that la- had a lasting pr- impression on me which is the one that i remember more so than just about any of them so i i'm actually i'm actually very um how can i say it i really want to get into them but right now, I'm, I am playing Mega Man Switch, and there's a lot of games. And I was kind of going through my Switch collection right now and just kind of see what I had. I, I must have about nine, ten games that are still sealed, dude. So, wow. Well, when that, when I, I, I don't know, when I get to it, I get to it. I'm trying. I'm trying. That's what One Piece will do to a guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to count. <laughs> I have at least there's forty games that I have there on my Switch. So I think about yeah, a good, a good eight or nine of them are still sealed, man. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, you have uh, I, that I know of at least that one and Xenoblade, right? Have you touched Xenoblade? Yet? Yes, and I have, but again, <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> it's hard, man. It's hard. Uh, yeah, it is. And hard. That's why I always try and limit myself. Like, oh, like I don't want to buy too many games because I know what's going to, I know that that's going to happen to me too. So, yeah, the thing is, like, I'll play it, I'll get to it when I do. And again, I just there's just not enough hours in the day, man. I wake up, I go to work, I get home at five, 
a 15 and I'm I'm tired and I try to play something, but it's always easier just to kind of turn on Overwatch or play something or you just, just mindlessly play. Uh, Vampire Survivors on Game Pass, I play that too. Uh, sea of Thieves, just kind of sail on the ship, just do something. Like, I don't have to put a lot of focus into something. And unfortunately, that's the grim reality that I find myself in. But I know the summer is coming along. For, for some reason, summer school is a lot easier because I get home like at three instead. And I have a little bit more time, so I kind of dedicate myself to a little bit more of these games. But it's just something to mindlessly see or play, man. That, that's what it's boiled down to, mostly. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds so sad. I'm sad now. <laughs> I know. That's my grim, <laughs> it's my grim reality. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> because it's true, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, one thing I kind of want to bring back is uh, Hero of the Week. And... Uh, I think that this can be something that is deep or not deep at all. Uh, there can be something that stands out from the week. There can be, you know, something just on the spot that we kind of think of together. Uh, I don't know if you have any, if you have anybody you want to shout out. If not, I got one. I do not. Not right now, anyways. I will soon. Okay. So, yeah, we could just, uh. We could just come up with it on the spot for this week. The hero of the week is going to be my tia Nena because yesterday she stopped by and she had made a pot of beans. So she brought me some beans because why not? And I'm actually very excited because I'm going to refry those beans tomorrow for breakfast. I already know and I'm super excited. Ooh. So, you know, it's the little things like that. Yeah. that your, tia, your tia makes some food and thinks about you and uh, stops by to drop you off some food just because she's thinking of you. Yeah, no, I feel you. I went to, uh, last weekend, I went to a barbecue with my brother. My tia was there and we were just there. And uh, she had bought chips, all kinds of chips. And she had bought Cool Ranch Doritos. And I'm already leaving. And I said, the Cool Ranch Doritos bag had not been open. And I said, Lisa, can I have these? She goes, yes, take them. Enjoy them, please. Take. I said, thank you. I walked out of there feeling a happy camper. <laughs> so here's to the tias. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? No, I think that's about it. I know we had mentioned that we were going to get into the, uh, the Boruto chapter this week, but I'm pretty sure we're going to get into that on a separate podcast. Just because spoilers and stuff like that, we don't want to give That's people true. a reason to stop this part. And again, it was in our introduction, right? I, I, I think Rico might have forgotten, but uh, it, we, made, it made sense. We, we went off the chain in the anime discussions. So yeah. Like, I, 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 honestly, I forgot. But uh, <laughs> the only thing I will say, I won't go into spoilers, but I will say it seems like the time skip is finally here. The one we've been talking about, the one everybody's been talking about, if you're a reader, uh, we kind of figured this was coming. At some point, but we've been waiting for it for quite a while. Uh, it seems like this is kind of the perfect time. And the anime went on hiatus. And now the manga also is going on hiatus. Not for a long time. I think till what, so September? September, yes. Till September. So it's only it's only a couple months. But, you know, it, it's honestly not that crazy when you think about we really only get a chapter once a month. So yeah, man, <laughs> it's we... not really that big a deal. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, there are some things we, I'm sure there's some things we want to talk about, and you can kind of get more into a, of what we want to talk about. So uh, it won't be a long, it won't be a long podcast. It'll probably be a very short one. Hopefully, uh, I'm talking maybe no longer than 25 minutes <laughs> uh, yeah. to get that Baruto thing. That uh, means 45. Yeah, 
but yeah there was a lot of happened a lot of things that that went on so uh yeah we'll let you know and we'll post it whenever we get that one done but anything else rico before we sign uh before i sign us off no shout out to uh derpy charizard <laughs> shout out to derpy charizard yes um but other than that again thank you guys for listening if you haven't checked out our recent podcasts again uh a f- two podcasts ago we did do our one year in review because it's been officially one year since we started podcasting we didn't upload until what it'll probably be about a week from now but again we've been going strong already for a year been bringing you content for at, at least once maybe twice when we have our discussions uh so yeah make sure you get, check out that one year review also check out last week's recap which is the anime we talked about the anime spring season um and all the hot trailers and announcements that came our way and then we finished off that podcast with the final tears of the kingdom trailer which i'm excited for we are just days away next month um so it's coming and it's coming quick if you haven't checked out our those episodes make sure you check them out otherwise you guys have a good day we'll see you <laughs>